with great power rankings comes great responsibility. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Today, our power rankings, TCU, Kendall Bryles, what do we do there? And another guy named Bryles, his dad, Art Bryles, and Baylor. There's there's scandal among us. There's some wild stuff that's gone on with the Bryles last name over the course of the last couple of weeks, and maybe there needs to be a change at TCU. But first, what you all came here for, the power rankings. Number one, and this one is easy, it's Oklahoma. Right, you can't, it doesn't change. Oklahoma, despite a close win against UCF, an ugly win against UCF, where Gus Malzahn just pissed away the game at the end of the game, still number one in the power rankings. Texas at number two. Again, It's so reluctant. And there may have been some weeks where if these two teams had multiple losses, a close win against Houston, a close win against UCF could probably drop you down a peg, could lose you a spot against a team like Kansas State, who has been so nails the last few weeks. But no, it's obvious, right? You can't argue it. Oklahoma at one, Texas at two. Now, let's get in the real fun. The people that we actually care about. Number three, Kansas State. What you'll notice here is one, two, and three have stayed exactly the same. Will Howard, Avery Johnson, to me, DJ Giddens, to me, Avery Johnson's play has made Will Howard better. Will Howard is a better version of himself because of what Avery Johnson has given you as a compliment, and not only a compliment, but also as somebody who has forced Will Howard to be better. He's now, Avery Johnson's now breathing down his neck. He is the Tim Tebow of this team. And Kansas State, all of a sudden, looks like a Big 12 title contender again because their lone Big 12 loss came against also Big 12 title contender Oklahoma State. Number four, Iowa State. How? How and why and what? They were on a bye last week, but I I said it last Monday when we had the power rankings. I'll say it again. This makes absolutely zero sense. I, I, I... Betting scandal takes out your two, arguably your two most key play. I don't want to say best, most key players offensively. And Rocco, a guy named Rocco Beck has come in and been nails, nails enough to put Iowa State at number four in this power ranking. They were going to fire their coach seemingly a couple of weeks ago. Now they're top five. At number five, maybe a story that to me is it's not as wild as Iowa State being good, but it's still pretty insane. It's Oklahoma State. This is the most Mike Gundy season of all time. Anytime people say Mike Gundy's terrible coach, Mike Gundy can't win. This team is bad. The offense isn't good. There's no way this roster can put it together. All of those things can be true statements. They can all still be applicable, but Oklahoma State will win in spite of that. This is an eight or nine win Oklahoma State team, despite having a five win roster. Alan Bowman is a handicapped quarterback. For weeks, the team refused to give the ball to Ollie Gordon, the best player on the team. Terrible mismanagement. A quarterback who's not that good. Offense missing explosive firepower. But here they are. A defense that gave up 33 points to South Alabama. 33-7 game that makes no sense. Because now Oklahoma State sits at Number five in the power rankings. One through five stays the exact same this week. And number six is Kansas. They also got a bye week last week. This is a weird six. 
Kansas, to me, had an opportunity to fight their way into the top three to be where Kansas State is. There was a point in time for a couple of weeks where they were ahead of Kansas State. And then Oklahoma State, that loss to OSU, put them out of the conversation. I was I was about to apologize to Kansas fans that I had not given them enough love, but maybe that was warranted. Because at this point, Kansas hasn't overperformed. They haven't underperformed. They have just kind of performed for what I've expected. Kansas at six. At seven, night BYU. Let's make a very clear distinction. This is not day BYU. This is not BYU. It is night BYU at seven. They are 17 and one in their last 18 after 6 p.m. It is dumbfounding what that team does after six while they have a basically a 500 record in every game before six. At number eight, West Virginia. Uh, we're gonna hire. We're gonna rehire Neil Brown. Sign him to an extension. You know, C.J. Donaldson's the best running back in the league. And now, now look at you, sad, beaten up, alone, a loss to Houston. Now a double-digit loss to Oklahoma State, where you allowed 28 points in the fourth quarter. Gross mismanagement. West Virginia at number eight. If I'm anybody in the league right now who has to play West Virginia the rest of this year, and, and this is this is why I think the power rankings that we do here are so applicable to every team because you get to see, all right, what's the state of the program for everybody else on a brief synopsis. If West Virginia is on your schedule moving forward, congrats. That should be a win. And I know it's going to piss off a lot of West Virginia fans, but I'm pissed off. The wheels have fallen off this bad that you were given such hope. And, and since then, the coaching staff has failed you. I, I believe this isn't exactly on a guy like Garrett Green. Sure, there have been silly, stupid mistakes made by kids, but Neil, man, 28 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, this doesn't look good. At nine, what a disappointment in TCU. Three points. You hired Kendall Bryles to score three points. We'll get into that later in the show. But I I was a guy for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram who wrote an article. I don't know if TCU will win another game. And I think that is dramatic. But wow. Right now, TCU coming off a national championship caliber season. I get it's tough to replace a, a, a Hodges Tomlinson, a Max Duggan. But wow, that's bad. 10, Texas Tech. You get the same treatment as TCU here. A team that I expected to be a dark horse candidate preseason who has bottomed out in this league. Not only did you have a terrible non-conference losing to Wyoming, being on the precipice of beating an Oregon team, it's pretty good, but you didn't. And those there are no moral victories in Big 12 standings. And now you just lay eggs. You, you go to BYU and injuries, injuries or not, right? TCU is working on a freshman quarterback and Kansas State's played a freshman quarterback and Baylor went out and, and played a freshman quarterback. And the, every team in this league is dealing with key injuries. Iowa State's on a backup quarterback at fourth overall in Big 12. I just can't give it to you, Texas Tech, at 10 right now. Joey McGuire, maybe he's a really good car salesman, but the whole football thing has not worked out this year. 11, Houston, way to play Texas close. Can't justify any movement for Houston. They still stick at 11. Can't bring you above Texas Tech. UCF at 12. You could argue that UCF should not be above Baylor because, you you know, I haven't mentioned Baylor yet, but I think UCF is going to be a 12 here for me after a close loss to Oklahoma. Again, I can't justify moving them up too much. Can't justify moving them down after what I consider to be a really solid week or Gus Malzahn's poor clock management and bad play calling at the end loss of a football game and, their, and the referees. Baylor at 13. Now, this is a little weird. 
Baylor has multiple Big 12 wins now. Multiple Big 12 wins. They could go to a bowl game. It's not impossible, but I have it 13. Still not a believer in Baylor. They were outplayed by Cincinnati. Cincinnati had over 300 rushing yards against the Bears. The Bearcats just don't know how to win right now in Big 12 play, and they fall at 14, but not last place. No, 14th for Cincinnati because 15th, that's right, where the ACC now have added in the 15th team, BYU during the day. BYU during the day is not good. The offense is bad. The defense is worse. And, and honestly, BYU at night, the offense is not stellar. It's just, it's opportunistic. BYU is opportunistic as a football team. Are they dangerous? Are they scary? Yes, but only because they make the big play when it matters. BYU at night, seventh. BYU in the day, 15th in the Big 12 Power Rankings at one, Oklahoma, two, Texas, three, Kansas State, four, Iowa State, five, Oklahoma State, six is Kansas, seven, BYU at night. That's your one through seven, the top half of the Big 12. In the back, number eight, West Virginia, nine, TCU, 10, Texas Tech, three teams that are on a disappointing decline right now, 11, Houston, after a pretty good couple of weeks, 12, UCF, skin of your teeth. 13, Baylor, maybe a little too low for a team with two Big 12 wins. 14, Cincinnati, and 15, Day BYU. Coming up, Kendall Bryles, TCU. Is it time to oust that guy? This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the place that I go to find last minute tickets, lowest prices, all the time because I love to go see the Texas Rangers play baseball games. Now, look, I'm recording this before the Rangers Astros game that occurred last night. So I don't know if I get to do that again, but when I need those Rangers tickets, first place I go is game time, especially late because at game time you can find, you can take all the frustrating parts of ticket buying out and find cheap tickets last minute. Browse through the game time app right now and find flash deals, zone deals, last minute tickets, and views from all the seats in the venue. So game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Those zone deals are great too. You just pick a section. Bam, game time for cheap. Save a lot of money on that as well. 18% savings when you do a zone deal. Download the game time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account with redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the place that I go to make money. At game time, I spend a little bit of money for tickets. At Prize Picks, I make money. I pick two little props, just two little, hey, I'm going to have Saquon Barkley over 60 rushing yards. I'm going to have Daniel Jones over 220 passing yards. I throw them in there. And right now, you at Prize Picks can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Simple to play. Make sure you submit picks every day and do it in less than 60 seconds. Like I, I go in and just like start my morning. Like, oh, nice prop. I'll throw it in there for college football, the NFL. Most of the NFL, Justin Jefferson, less than 100 yards. Bing. Lamar Jackson, one passing touchdown. Bing. That's what I do. Also, a reboot policy on your entries. Even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games, college football, top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and they don't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only site that I know of that does that too. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100 at Prize Picks. Kendall Bryles, TCU. 
So I, I want to take you back to a couple of months ago when this, I say that it was like eight months ago when this, this move is made and they post the graphic TCU does knowing that a lot of fans are going to be upset because of how many years TCU has rightfully as a rival of Baylor ragged on the name Art Bryles, ragged on the name Bryles. Everyone in the conference has given ample, ample mess to Baylor University and the Bryles name. Deservedly so. Like that, that name Bryles in college football is one that is forever marred because of negligence. Because there were things that happened, and, and, and I'll get to this in the later segment too about Art Bryles and Baylor. There were things that happened at Baylor University that Art knew about, that he had, he had information about uh, players that's come out that he, he knew they were bad apples. And they did some really terrible things to women and weren't punished to a full extent. They weren't given like it would. It would be a Kaz Kazadi, the who also works at TCU, by the way, the strength and conditioning coach, would help punish players who had done things that weren't deserve, deserving of more push-ups. They weren't deserving of throwing a couple of dumbbells up an extra time or two, but were deserving of not only being kicked off the team but having legal action taken against these players. And Kendall Bryles knew about a lot of this. Kaz Kazadi knew knew about a lot of this. Art Bryles, or I was told by a source from Baylor when this happened, they said, you know what? What strikes them about this? Nothing happens in a program without the head coach knowing. There's not a rogue staffer. There's not a rogue group of people who hear X, Y, and Z happen, and they don't bring it to the head coach because every assistant is looking for a way up. They're looking for that upward mobility. They don't want to just harbor something, a scandal within, and just, oh, I'm going to keep this a secret. And it's going to fall on me. No, they always bring it to the head coach. And the head coach just has a pulse on what happens in their program. I believe the same case was true with Baylor. And, and I don't think Kendall Bryles is innocent, but our Bryles got to be a scapegoat in that way. He got to take attention away from the assistant coaches in that way. He wasn't an innocent scapegoat, but he took the, the brunt of it, the whole of it so that his kin, Jeff Levy, his son, Kendall Bryles, his friend, Kaskazadi could continue to coach elsewhere. And TCU, what they did is they decided, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's take all of this moral high ground that we got by virtue of Baylor's colossal mistake, throw it out the window and hire the guy with the last name Bryles. It is worth it to us to take this guy with shoddy character, bring him on our staff, let him coach at TCU because we're going to win football games. And you know what? Two things here. One, wasn't worth it. Whether you're going to win football games or not, still not worth it. TCU especially, to have that guy named Bryles on your staff. Second and second most, it didn't work because you're not winning football games. The offense is one of America's worst, worst in the red zone. You've moved the football decently. Chandler Morris never looked peak. Josh Hoover looked good one week and they got spit out, eaten alive against Kansas State the next. The same Kansas State team that gave up 30 points to UCF at home. Yeah. Like you, you weren't playing Alabama and scored three points. You weren't playing Georgia and scored three points. You're playing Kansas State and Manhattan. Had you scored 14 points, you'd still be getting scolded. You didn't. You didn't even, you didn't come with in double digits of 14 points this weekend. It, was it worth it to do this in the beginning before Kendall Bryles was bad? No. Is it worth it now? Still no. The red zone offense is terrible drive stall out. It looks lackluster. There is, it's like there is tempo or, or this, this relative sense of urgency with no completion. 
nothing ever comes to fruition of the offense. There, there's no cohesion here. Even players have talked about how, how they need to figure out what this offense even is. I think that's good. I think that's worth it, having a guy named Bryles. And again, I'm going to get into later in the show how that last name, how there is so much that should fall on more than just Art Bryles, that should fall on Kendall, the same guy that wrote his dad's initials across his fingernails. And I've said it, look, you know, if you've got family members who've done bad things before who you still love, I don't, it doesn't condone their action to still love that. But it's a, it's a natural thing that, oh, wow, it's my dad. He made a terrible, gross mistake. He did something deliberately that was wrong. That's my dad. It's tough. That's tough to balance. But the way this has played out, what went down, mm, you made a decision. You made a decision to hire Kendall Bryles. And karma is a beach. Hope it's working out for you. It's not. <laughs> it's not. This was completely wholly unnecessary for TCU. Now you're paying for it. And if I'm if I have TCU on my schedule the rest of this way, I'm not upset. I'm not scared. I'm not scared about what TCU brings now. It's disappointing for me, someone who I dated a girl for two years who went to TCU, went to the national championship wearing a TCU jersey despite being a Baylor student. You know how terrible and shallow that is. But I came to love, really not love, but I came to appreciate TCU while at a rival school. Especially that legendary run. And now I look and say, you didn't have to do this to yourself. That was piss poor decision making. And the sooner Kendall Bryles is gone, the sooner I believe TCU will start to win. What about that guy, Art Bryles? This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company is near beer. It's where I go to get all of my non-alcoholic brews. Look, I love to drink all of the time. My mom's listening. Non-alcoholic beers. These are, they taste just like a normal beer, like a normal alcoholic beer. They're award-winning, great tasting, and they beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and more, constantly releasing a limited edition, limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety, fit for all times, like working out, tackling work, going to your big game or your kid's game, no hangovers ever. Find Athletic Brewing in-store, online, the best bars around the country. I love their sours. Stupid good. Use code locked on to get 15% off your first online order at athleticbrewing.com. Athleticbrewing.com. Locked on at checkout for 15% off. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. So, our Bryles case was dismissed this week. He's completely innocent. He did nothing wrong, right? No. <laughs> no, not even close. We've got to look deeper into this. There have been. At least two dozen very, very serious allegations, 50 plus overall allegations that are still being sifted through. And here is one of them. Now, what we've got here is a case of a player, domestic violence, who was right, who's wrong, Dolores Lozano, who's been fighting this case in multiple cases with the law revolving around Baylor for years. And it said that Art Bryles, the Baylor football coach at the time, and Ian McCaw were two guys that were not, they, they didn't, there were no, was no negligence here, that these guys are good to go. Art Bryles' attorney coming out and saying that, this is wild, coming out and saying he is innocent entirely and did nothing wrong. Now, that's a big step. Art Bryles is paying his attorney to say that. But with, with this, what I think we all need to wrap our head around, this doesn't mean that Art Bryles is overall innocent or overall did nothing wrong. Legally, he's innocent in this case with Dolores Lozano. 
Bryle said in the here's one thing I want to bring up for to make it a little more Big 12 holistic. Bryle said a majority of team disciplinary issues were handled within the department. That's not good. Adding the former strength and conditioning coordinator, Kaz Kazadi, would handle most of the minor issues by assigning players extra weight or running. What a weird thing to hear. Like, hey, coach, there are some things, some sexual assaults and domestic violence, some bad stuff brought up in your program. And somewhere along this conversation, it's brought up that Kaz Kazadi would punish players for you know even minor stuff. I don't know what I don't know exactly what the details of that are. Doesn't sound great, right? The current TCU coach, Kaz Kazadi. Hmm. Weird. And that that's what brings me to from Jeff Levy to to Art Bryles, to Kendall Bryles, to Kaz Kazadi. There were so many people who were involved in this in the worst way. Art Bryles was hear me out here. Hear me out in full. He was the fall guy, a guilty fall guy. He fell deservedly so, but other people should have followed with him. There should have been repercussions, legitimate, serious repercussions for Kendall Bryles. For Jeff Levy, for Kaz Kazadi, there should be some kind of career. I, I don't know if stains the right word, but a vetting process of look at these guys who are in the thick of this. You think that they knew nothing? I don't think that Art Bryles had a direct grasp, a direct pulse guiding players through processes, processes of assault and domestic violence. But it's obvious there were assistant coaches who were, who were in the weeds, who were in the trenches with this, with this kind of stuff, who were trying to bury things. That's obvious. I mean, uh, th- this isn't a string of dozens of women who are just altogether lying. And there have been cases that have proven true, both with the football program and on campus. And, and this it, it just goes to show Baylor as an institution was terribly negligent. That you know what? There were probably some cases. There were probably some cases of assault where our Bryles followed the rules that Baylor had lined out for him that were terrible, an abomination, abhorrent, asinine, that Baylor did not have the correct rules and regulations in place for Art Bryles to bring those forward. Does that change the fact that Art Bryles should have done further, that Art Bryles should have gone to authorities, that Art Bryles should have brought these things up to powers outside of Baylor to get men who had done horrific things arrested off the team thrown in jail this isn't extra weights extra running extra punishment with Kaz Kazadi this is jail time should that have happened no matter the university standard yes Baylor failed top down from Ken Starr the president to Ian McCaw who's the AD at Liberty right now to Art Bryles who is the head football coach who failed women across campus women everywhere to Kendall Bryles, to Kaz Kazadi, two guys who are on staff at TCU, to Jeff Levy, who's on staff at Oklahoma. This goes a lot deeper than art. It goes to those that are still in this conference, that are still coaching on the sidelines, who never really had to answer for what they did, who never really had to have people dig into their lives and see what they did. That Art Bryles could just be the, hey, look, we'll give you settlement money. You'll be the guy that takes the fall for this. Makes me think, would our Bryles have taken all that money, had taken all of what the Baylor Regents gave him in this if it wasn't his son and his son-in-law involved? If he didn't know that he was going to get $15 million just to be, oh, it was me, I did, you know, all right, sweet. Hey, here's, here's you, you kind of get to, we, we get to take you down. Our Bryles did this, we fire him. All the people you love get to stay clean. Can understand why he did that, you know. But talk about guys like like the like I mentioned, those assistants that didn't ever have to answer for this. 
Bryles isn't innocent over the course of 50 cases. He, he didn't he didn't follow he didn't do what those women deserved. He didn't treat those women as they deserved to be treated. He did not. What he did was was gross. Yeah. It demeaned women. It overlooked women who were worse than hurt. Their lives were forever altered, if not ruined. And he just kind of let it happen. That's not good. And he's feeling the repercussions of that. Why aren't others? Hmm. Something to chew on today. Hey, thanks for making it first listen every single day. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow, okay? I'll be here. This has been and always will be locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. No se grande.